your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Wow. Isn't Jesus cool? Can you see the swag? Oh my God. I'm, I'm telling you, if Jesus had that, that much swag, you have that much swag. Even the way he went down, even his knee was different. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for a wonderful morning as this. We pray that we will be hearers of your word and doers of your word. Speak to our hearts. Speak to the transformation of our minds and speak to the transformation of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Shout a big amen. amen. Shout a big amen. Now, this theme of the month is grace. And the theme of this convention is Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life. Someone say, Jesus, the resurrection and the life. So let's quickly read our, our verse, our first our verse for the month. For the grace of God. Can you guys see it? Can we read together? So let's go. One. For the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing. So the grace of God is what? Perfect. Has come forward, appeared for the what? So what did the grace of God come to do? It came to deliver us from what? Sin. Say, I am delivered. You have to declare it. Say, I am delivered. All right. For the deliverance of sin and the what? Eternal salvation. Eternal means what? Forever. So that means you have been delivered from sin what? Forever. That means you have been saved what? Oh, you have to declare it. Say, it's assurance of your salvation. You have been saved forever. Perfect. It's not me saying it. The Bible is saying this. Eternal salvation for who? All mankind, so not just Ghanaians, not just Dutch people, not just Americans, not just Chinese, not just Liberians, not just Suriname, oh, not just Antiliana, uh, who else? What else do we have here? Spanish? Do we have some Spanish here? Sorry? Nigerians, the Nigerians are claiming the GC, you have to claim it. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else do we have here? We have German, uh, so it came for all mankind. Amen. Now let's continue. It says, it has trained us to reject and renounce all ungodliness. So anything that is not like God. Ungodliness is simply anything that is not like God. Who is like God? We are like God. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man. And let, him, let us make him in our own image. The image of God is Jesus Christ. So God made us in the image of God, which is Jesus Christ. God made us like Jesus. Therefore, anything that is not like what? Jesus. So all ungodliness is anything that is not like Jesus. Are you following me? Irreligion. Christianity is not religion. Christianity is relationship. It is God trying to get back to his child. When sin took you away, God was like, no, 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 you got it wrong. I'm the all-powerful God. No one can snatch my child from my hand. I will chase you wherever, through the pit, through the storms, the highest mountain, I will go wherever. I will leave 99 of them and chase after you. That is Christianity. All right. And worldly passionate ple ple desires to live discreet. The meaning of discreet is temperate, self-controlled. So you are self-controlled. Say, I am self-controlled. Say, I control myself. Some of you don't believe it. Say, I control myself. Awesome. Say, it's upright, devout, spiritually whole. I love that. Spiritually whole. Lives 
in this spiritually whole lives in this present world are waiting and looking for looking for the fulfillment the realization of our blessed hope Christ in you so what are we waiting for we're waiting for our blessed hope we're waiting for our glory last time I sang this one one day when the glory comes it'll be who's who's gonna have the glory it's gonna be us so we're waiting for our blessed hope even the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ the Messiah the anointed one put your hands together for Jesus right there on that yes. now this morning I came to tell you that grace as we know it grace is not a word grace is the word <laughs> grace is not an, a, a, a philosophy grace is a person amen grace is a person now the greek word for grace is charis charis means charity charity is what giving so we know in john 3 16 that for god so loved the world that he did what he gave so so when god's love it 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 creates grace the giving of his son jesus christ is what grace are you with me awesome i'm just running you through a few definitions um when we look at the hebrew word for grace it says uh kana uh, and this, this literally, it refers to God freely extending himself, his favor, his grace, reaching to people. He is disposed to bless, be near them. Emmanuel, God is with us. So God's major plan, what all that God is looking after is to be close to you. Hell, home at your God will home at your How difficult is that to see? It's like a, a boyfriend that is chasing you and has been chasing you for 12 years and will never give up. But the good thing is this boyfriend is very handsome. This boyfriend is very rich. This boyfriend, he, he brings healing. If you don't, in, Ghanaian, in the Ghanaian language, they say, If you don't like this, what do you like? Ah! Some of you, you have been making God chase you too long. You are playing hard to get, but he'll get you. <laughs> Amen. And, and what I love as, as well about the Hebrew definition, it says that grace is anything that in, induces a favorable response or something we find ourselves drawn to. The Bible says, I lift up Jesus Christ and he'll draw all men to himself. Grace, Jesus Christ, his beauty, it draws people. Look at how many we are. Today is our six months anniversary. Make some noise. Hey, hey, hey. We started, the, we started the church with 10 people. I can see a few of the 10 people that we started with. And look at us. This is what grace does. It is not by might. It is not by power. But by the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. His character is charis. Charis is what? Grace. That's what grace does. It attracts. So the more grace you have, superstar, the more grace you have, the more handsome you'll be. All the girls will like you. Now you want grace. <laughs> Amen. So John chapter, the reason I'm saying grace is a person is that John chapter 14 says that, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we have beheld the glory of the Son of God, full of what? Grace and full of truth. So Jesus is full grace, full truth. And we understand that fact is a different thing than truth. The fact may be that you are broke, 
But the truth is that let the poor say, I am rich. The fact, the fact may be that you are, you are sick, but the truth is that by his stripes you were healed. So you have to get the truth. Tell your neighbor, get the truth. Amen. Now what did grace come to do? We, we heard earlier on that grace came for the deliverance of sin. John chapter 3 verse 17 says, for, did, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. So God sent Jesus Christ to save us. What did God send us to Jesus Christ to save us? To save us from condemn, condemnation. So why do you think that if God sent Jesus to save you from condemn, condemnation, why would I have to come to church, stand in front of you and tell you you are a sinner? It doesn't make sense. What I have to tell you is that you are righteous. You may be, have, you may be having some, some habits, but it is a fact that you have the habits, but the truth is that you are righteous. If I can point you to the truth, which is that you are righteous, which is that you are blessed and highly favored, which is that you carry unmerited favor. Do you know what unmerited favor is? When you walk into a room, even your presence alone unlocks things. That's unmerited favor. That's the truth about you. That is who you are. You can't change who you are. I can't change. I can buy the, all creams that can bleach my skin. Whether I bleach my skin and become... A, the color of my brother Thomas. Thomas, show yourself to them. Let them see. We, are, we look a bit alike, you know. But even if I bleach my... I'm still a black person. Ask Michael Jackson. He'll tell you. <laughs> Someone say, mercy, 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 mercy. All right. Let's look at a case study, a case study for today. So the, the video that we saw, we all saw the video. How did you like the video? Sorry? Amazing. What else? Awesome. What did it do to you in terms of your emotion? You felt it. A lot of us have been in that position before. Whereby we've been brought to be judged. We've been brought to be judged because of our relationship. We've been brought to be judged because of our children. We've been brought to be judged because we are poor. We've been brought to be judged because of something we said unconsciously. Say, no, you said it. You said it. I was there. This woman was what we call an adulterer. An adulterer is someone that is married or someone that sleeps with a, a married person. Don't be an adulterer in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this, this video that we saw, it, 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 it is from the book of John chapter 8, verse 11. And my very first observation when I read that text was that they only brought the woman. Where was the man? It takes two to tango. Am I lying? Why did they only bring the woman? <laughs> or, or did I see it wrongly? They only brought the woman. They said they, they said they caught her in the act. So if you caught her in the act, where's the man? The woman, are you not here? I want to hear some ladies say, where's the man? Ah. <laughs> but you see, what I love is that the, the, what Jesus did, the first time... The, they brought, so what happened is that the rulers of the, of the, of the nation, of, of the Jewish leaders, basically. So you have the Pharisees, the Sadducees, you have uh, the Jewish leaders. They believe in the law of Moses, right? And then they judge according to the law of Moses. So the law of Moses is that you should, you should not marry two women. Ten commandments, you guys know that, right? Exactly. And the interesting thing about this thing is that the woman... 
that was brought, it is something that everyone is brought up with. So everyone knows the law. Everyone knows the implications of the law. Which means this woman most likely knew that if she was caught, she would be killed. Now ask yourself this question. Why would she then put herself in that position? Why would she put herself in that position? Could it be that she was in a bad marriage? Could it be that she was being abused? Could it be that she was, she was broken hearted? Could it be that she was struggling to have kids for her, her husband? Because in the Jew culture, the men are the ones that are more the dominant ones. Could be any reason that we've all been through. And sometimes you might find yourself in a position where you give up on life. You have given up on life. And therefore you are like, I don't care what comes. I'm just going, let me, YOLO. YOLO. Let me, just, let me just go for it. Let me just live my life. You can imagine that this is the situation that the woman was. She, had, she was in a position where she didn't have any hope. But the first thing that I love about Jesus Christ is that when Jesus Christ is confronted with the law, he himself being the law of God, right? He himself being the ministry of the Spirit, who actually gave the inspiration for the law, right? He, he went down to his knees. And you might be wondering, why did he go down to his knees? He looks like he was drawing some, some, some pictures. But this was the practice of, of the Jewish leaders. When they would bring someone that had broken the law, the priest would go on his knees and write their names. So if, if Brother Thomas and our sister uh, Nanama had done something wrong, they would write Brother Thomas, Sister Nanama, and they would write the law that they had broken. Right? So what Jesus wanted to show the, the Pharisees was that I know the law better than you. Normally, if you would catch someone, you have to bring two witnesses. They never mentioned that this woman, it was our sister Ilona that saw them. Sister Ilona, I didn't see you on the, in the movie. You weren't there. But, and also, they never brought the man, which means even their judgment was already faulted. This is the plan of the accuser. The accuser whispers things about you that are not true. It is up to you to close your ears because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why don't you focus on the word of God? Praise the Lord. Now, we may be looking at this and thinking this woman is an adulterer. Yeah, she deserved it. She knows she deserves it. But how about us? We also know that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. We know it. Why do we play with sin? Why do we play with sin? Death is not our portion. Why do you play with it? Why do you put yourself in that position? So she's no different than us. Say she's no different than us. Let's go to the next slide. Now, it is one thing if you want to condemn someone to stick to the law. But if you make the mistake and you bring me in front of grace, the verdict I will have might be different than you expect. You did not get it. Someone tell someone, stay in grace. Amen. We know in Hebrews chapter 2 that the words that were spoken by the angels, right? It brought what? It's just reward. Right? It brought it's just reward. But the word first spoken by our Lord Jesus Christ, right? It, it brought life. So how can we escape this great salvation? 
How can we escape this great salvation? Amen. Are you with me? Are you following me? Now, Jesus made a statement. Jesus said that he that is without sin, throw the first stone. Just do it. What do you think that means? It means that Jesus brought equalization. Because in the eyes of the Lord, adultery, lying. Some of you have been stealing meat from your mother's soup when you were kids. It's all sin. Sin is not measuring to the mark. Right? Some of you, Rodolo is your talent. After this service, you, you'll be like, why did he even wear blue tie with blue coat? It's all sin, right? It is all sin. But the good thing is that when Jesus steps into the equation, salvation is for all men. It is for all men. There's no class. It is for all men. Amen. (laughs) And the interesting thing is that when Jesus confronted them with themselves, when Jesus told them that, he who is out without sin, throw the first stone. What happened? They knew that the stones that they had in their hands <laughs> was not meant for the woman. If they were supposed to stone someone, they would have to stone themselves. This is what God is going to do to your accusers. You didn't get it. This is what God is going to do to your accusers. They will bring you, they will plot, they will plan, they will drag you. But when, they, when weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Though the sorrows may last for the night, your joy is coming. And, 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 and he, God will make a table before you in the presence of your enemies. They will be serving you whilst you are eating. Oh my goodness, I, I feel like eating fufu. Can you imagine your enemies pr- coming, serving you? Sir, what do you want to eat? You want to eat fried rice or patat? And, and then you look at your face and say, hey, you this guy, pa, the way you have tormented me. That is what God is doing with us. Amen. Now, the interesting thing is that the only person who is in this room, the only person who was in that particular scene that was without sin, Jesus said, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. Who was the only one that had never sinned? Jesus. The Bible says he knew no sin. So the only one that had the right to, without, regardless of you being a superstar, he could have stoned you. He could have stoned you. Jesus could have come on earth and stoned all of us. But what did he choose to do? He wanted a relationship with us. Would you stone the one you love? You won't stone the one you love. So then Jesus Christ, he could have stoned the lady. But also remember, he could have stoned all the people that walked away. Because, because they walked away, it means they were all with sin. But Jesus Christ stepped down to his knees again. He wrote something again on the ground. And when he rose up again, he told the woman, Woman, where are your accusers? Ask, say this, where are my accusers? Say, where are my accusers? No one can condemn you. No one can, say no one can condemn me. Because I am redeemed by the blood of the Lord. He said, where are your accusers? But when he said, where are your accusers? Because there was no one there, Jesus also said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Someone said, go and sin no more. Now we read in Galatians that grace teaches us. 
It teaches us. How does grace teach us? When the law points to our sin, grace points to our righteousness. You didn't get it. When the law points to our sin, grace points to our righteousness. When the law points to our weakness, grace points to our strength. Why don't you focus on your strength? The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I can assure you that the first time that Jesus went on his knees, he was not just going on his knees. He was showing that he was in his throne. And he would step down lower than angels and become a man. That was the first humiliation. He came to our level. Right? He went on his knees. He, he stooped low. Then on the second time, he stooped low again and he went into the grave. What did he do on the grave? He went to rewrite your story. Because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Come on, put your hands together and celebrate God. He went to rewrite your story. And the Bible tells us that now the law is, not, is no more written on stones. Ezekiel, you can go to the next slide. Ezekiel prophesied, Ezekiel prophesied that the law, right, it used to be written on stone. But now the law of the spirit has been written on our hearts. It used to be written on things that are not alive. Stones do not live. But now our hearts live. It says it has been written on, 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 on hearts of flesh. Praise the Lord. Now I was asking my wife, what is heart tra transplantation? Or what do you say that? Heart, heart transplant. And she was saying that sometimes, my, my wife is a doc, uh, doctor, please. Stand up, let them see how beautiful you are. Wow! Hey! Don't be jealous, don't be jealous. Wow! <laughs> Someone said grace. <laughs> you think I chose this team for no reason. <laughs> I'm living with grace. <laughs> now, the heart transplant, the old heart was, point, was pumping blood, was pumping blood into the veins. What happens is when the, the babe, correct me, when the heart is not working anymore, right? It's failing. Ooh. Once we were failing because we had hearts of stone. When the heart is failing, then they seal the, the, the rest of the organs, right? They seal the rest of the They take out the old heart. Look at what the Holy Spirit did for us on the cross. He took out the whole old heart and he replaced it with a heart of, of, of flesh. And then he connected it back again. Now, this new heart that we have, it is not a heart that, that pumps failure. It is not a heart that pumps diseases. It is not a heart that pumps sadness or depression. It is a heart that pumps salvation. You are not here. It is a heart that pumps salvation. Amen. You see, a lot of times we are used to being in church and all we've been told is that don't sin, you're a sinner. 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 How about if we would change the, the language to the language of the Spirit and keep telling ourselves, you're righteous. You're righteous. You're, look how beautiful you are. You're righteous. Wow, I see righteousness on your face. Did you put righteousness makeup this morning? Wow. If you would tell, if you confront someone, what grace does is that grace shows our true identity. It shows our true colors. When you tell a Ghanaian person you see your true colors, they think it's a negative thing. But if my true colors is righteousness, if my true colors is holiness, it is not a bad thing. And the more I'm confronted with who I really am by the finished works on the cross, 
the more I start to walk in it. The more I start to walk in blessings. The more I start to walk in, 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 in healing. Amen. This morning, may you be healed in the name of Jesus. This morning, may you be healed in the name of Jesus. So the Bible, Paul said that if the ministry, the ministry of condemnation, which is the law, the words that were spoken by the angels, the, the, the law that was brought by Moses, if that ministry had glory, yes, it had glory. Because when, Jesus, when Moses saw God's back, even his back, people could not look at his face. That is the glory he had. How much more you? Who is carrying the glory? If someone saw the back of glory, <laughs> say back of glory. If someone saw the back of glory and people could not see because it was so bright, how much more you who carry the glory of God? Say, I carry the glory of God. Say, I'm powerful. Don't, don't play with me. Tell your neighbor, don't play with me. Oh. You know, I wish some of our youth, our young ones, will start walking in that kind of power. Whereby when people are trying to put you down, because you know who you are, you don't, you don't allow them. You don't allow them. It is time for us to walk out Jesus Christ. Paul said, the life that I live is no more my life. It is the life of Jesus Christ that I live. So now we start walking in the, in the light of Jesus Christ. When we walk with the Lord, in the light of His Word, what a glory, we carry glory. He shares on our way. Why we'll still do his will. I don't even know the song. He abides with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to be close. And with all who will trust and obey. So why don't you trust and obey? For there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and wait. My time is up. I want to share with you two last verses and then I'm done. So grace empowers us. Grace exposes our true nature. Grace gives us a reason to live. Now, all that we talk about the gospel, our message, you can go to the last slide, is grace. Because John chapter 1 verse 16 to 17, you know John 3 16, right? It says, John chapter 1 verse 3, 16 to 17 says, for out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received what? Grace upon? What have we received again? This is spiritual blessing upon you have to say more louder. We have received spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. Say, I have received favor upon favor. I have received gift heaped upon gift. For the law was given through Moses, but grace. Say, but grace. <laughs> Last time, my sister Kineta said in Bible studies that whenever you see the word but, it annuls what is before it if it's still in context. So the word but here tells us that the law of Moses has passed. And I'm here to assure you that grace was even before. Grace was even before the law of Moses. And grace is here today. Amen. It says, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God, the truth. Jesus is full of 
grace and truth. The truth, the truth about you has been brought through Jesus Christ. That's something you have to slap your hands and celebrate. Now, I want to leave you with this final verse. When you go home, read it as much as you can. It says this. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. It says, For it is He who delivered and saved us and called us with, all, with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness. What are we being led to? We are being led to holiness. We may not be acting holy, but we are holy. <laughs> Amen. Holiness to a life of consecration, a vocation. Vocation is a job. A vocation of holiness. He did it. Not because of anything of merit that we have done. So it is not about how good you are. Not anything you have done. It's not about how bad you are. Some of you are bad. Hey! You there, you are very bad, eh? <laughs> no, you, are, you have grace. Some of you two are very good. Extremely good. Too good. Super good. Super highly spiritual. But it is not about what you have done. He says it. Not about anything that you have done, but because of and to further his own purpose and grace, unmerited favor. So what God wants you to do is to take the grace he has given you, to take the empowerment you have give, he has given you and to share with someone else. What do you think the woman that was spared did after that? As the woman at the well, the moment Jesus revealed her identity to her, she went to the whole city. She went to the whole city and told everybody about Jesus Christ. Even the, even the apostles did not was able to win the city as that woman. And that woman was an adulterer. When God delivers you from the pit, you want to make sure no one gets into that pit. Because now you have seen the light. The Bible tells us in, in John, I want to I wanna share this verse before I forget. It's a very important verse. I hope I still have it here. Um, sorry. Oh my God, I can't find the verse. But the verse is in John chapter 14. I believe that we are no more under condemnation. We do not sin because we are now under grace. Amen. Brethren, Jesus is here. Jesus did not condemn you. Jesus will never condemn you. Jesus is here to save you. Jesus knows your name from the beginning of time. He knew, he knows everything about you. I may not know everything about you. Let's be on our feet. But Jesus knows everything about you. He knows you're good. He knows you're bad. He knows you're wrong. He knows you're right. It is a moment for you to accept your true identity. It is a moment for you to accept your true identity. See, the only way for you to escape condemnation is you, if, if you are not under the law but if you are under grace the only way you can escape condemnation if you are not under the law but under grace who is Jesus Christ is there someone here just close your eyes let's all close our eyes